Hey, it's Fan Mail Friday, and you asked a really important question. Is hoping for Shohei Otani for next year's team a lost cause? Gosh, I hope not. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And John and I, thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download Game Time app today, create an account, and use the code Locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase, last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Hey, thanks for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. It's Fan Mail Friday, and you've got the number one daily Los Angeles Angels podcast and the Super Halo Bros answering your questions. And we appreciate everybody who sent in their questions. Hey, just so you're aware, I know you're probably here thinking, where's the talk about opening day? Well, yeah. we promise we will get to that. We're going to cover all of that on Monday. We're going to cover the entire weekend series against the A's. And then after that, we'll get you ready for the three-game series against the Mariners, Seattle, as I like to call them, <laughs> Seattle, LOL. But today's Mail Friday, Mike, and I think it's important we get to our first question. So why don't you take it away? All right. This is off of Twitter from Pirate King Luffy. Ask this question. Why do the Angels always play away for opening day? <laughs> Doesn't the MLB know that Otani on opening day at the Big A would be a huge crowd? John, why Seriously. do we always play on the road? And why do we always play the A's? You know what's crazy is I know they have a huge team behind the logistics of who goes where and how they start the season. But Mike, it's ridiculous the way it's been the last few years. Let me take you back. I did the research. Let me take you back to 2010. We okay. opened at home versus the Twins. 2011, we were in Kansas City. 2012, we were at that game, actually, to open at Kansas uh, against Kansas City. Albert Pujols' first game. Yep. And we got to hold the American flag on the field. That was fun. I spilled grass off of the field, actually, put it in my pocket. Did you? <laughs> Do you still have that somewhere? Is right? uh, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, 2013, we were at Cincinnati. 2014, Seattle came to town. 2015, we were in Seattle. 2016, we faced the eventual World Series champions, the Cubs, at home. Then, Mike, from 2017 to 2020, and I know 2020 was the pandemic-shortened season. Yeah. We played in Oakland four times in a row. Right. 2021, we opened against the White Sox at home, but that was limited capacity. Remember the crowds? You couldn't sit next to people, which... I miss those times. I kind of liked it too. (laughs) Then last year, get this. We did open at home against the Astros, but it would have been in Oakland if not for the lockout delaying the season. And here we are again in 2023 going back to Oakland. So I wish I had an answer for this. It's kind of ridiculous just to see four years in a row opening against Oakland. And again, that's that's 2020. So I'm not sure what the original regular schedule looked like, but yeah. good grief, man. How many times do we have to go to the Coliseum and and play there when we, he's right? We have Shohei Otani on opening day. That would be a huge draw. And, right. and here we are the last year uh, guaranteed with him 
and we don't know if we're ever going to have that chance again. So right. we did get it last year, sort of, just because we did open uh, with the delayed schedule, but it would have been in Oakland, which is ridiculous. Yeah, we're going to open in front of, what, 25 fans in in Oakland, all going to come out and see Shohei open. Yeah, I know there'll probably I mean, be a whole lot more fans there, but it would just be so much nicer if it was down in Anaheim and I got to be honest with you, John. I can't stand the drummer person at Oakland Stadium. <laughs> the I, drum, the drum oh, line. <laughs> I can't stand it because the entire time you're watching the game, there's the listen. I appreciate your fandom. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. <laughs> hey, Mike, MLB fan on Twitter said, "Hey guys, now that spring training is over, what's your biggest worry and hope? My worry is that the bullpen, or my worry is the bullpen, but my mm. hope is that our offense will carry this bullpen, Mike." What's your biggest worry? What's your biggest hope? Uh, my biggest worry is injuries. Um, mm. Until we see everybody healthy and until we get to like August and early September, I'm going to still be worried about that because I want to see this team and what they can do fully healthy. And we just haven't seen that. It's always been the narrative. If they mm -hmm. didn't get hurt then, right? And so that's my biggest worry. My biggest hope, Johnny, is the offense. This lineup yeah. is deep. I mean, we're talking like, after you get through the top three, we've got Rendon and we've got Renfro and we've got Drury and Urshela and Ohapi. And depending on who's playing shortstop, you can have Renhifo in there. And so mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of pop in this lineup. And I think that that actually is going to benefit the bullpen in a major way. What's your uh, hope? What's your worry? My hope is that we live up to the expectations that we have. I know that not a lot of people believe in the Angels and their you know, well, we bet on them last year. Right. You bet on a team that had Matt Duffy and Tyler Wade on that opening day roster. Yeah. And yeah. this is not that team. This team to me looks like more of the 2014 team in a lot of ways, just because of the depth that they've added. So I hope that we live up to expectations. I am with MLB fan in terms of the bullpen, uh, just because there's not clearly defined roles or expectations but at least we're not up a creek without a paddle in the sense that, oh, these are the guys we've got to roll with. And yeah. we're stuck with these guys and we don't have any idea of what's coming up behind them. I mean, gosh, we had a, a couple of years where it was like, hey, Cambodrosian might be able to close or maybe Ty Buttry could close. And I, I like Ty Buttry. Yeah. But I just think there was there was it was always a somebody could do it would you like hey bill would you like to do it down, <laughs> you do anything down, right now <laughs> put down that mop bill come over here and close out a game for us yeah. so uh, the bullpen for me is is the biggest concern but i'm happy that's the biggest concern yes if that makes sense <laughs> yeah this one's off of twitter john all weekend xo uh, most underrated player that you see on this roster besides trout otani rendon and ward man i've said renfro a lot but i don't think that he's quite underrated i think I'm going to go with Renhifo, mm. honestly. I think that his breakout last year was not a fluke. I think that he has really started to figure out who he is at the plate. I know the defense is not quite there where you would want it to be, but at the same time, I've brought this up many times, Eric Ibar wasn't the shortstop we came to know and love either when he started. So whether Renhifo is at second, whether he's at shortstop, and, and you've made mention of this, putting him next to Jared Walsh, putting him next to uh, Anthony Rendon is going to help out his defense as well. Yeah. And Mike, this is an offensive team in the sense that you are kind of giving up a little bit of infield defense, I think for the sake of adding on more hits, adding on more runs. 
And so I really think Renhifo is going to have a, a continued breakout this season. He's figured out who he is and what he's good at. Uh, I'm going to go with Reed Detmers. Is he underrated? Because yeah. I feel like he's kind of underrated because you've got I Otani, think so right now. Right? Yeah. And you've got Sandoval who really flexed who he is in the WBC. I think Reed Detmers is underrated. And I think that he's going to be sneaky good this year. And I think he's going to sneak his way to 15 to 17 wins at the end of the season, John. Hey, fast times under the halo on Instagram said over under on 18 wins for Sandy. Mike, I'm going to take the under because I think that there's going to be some no decisions in there. Yeah. But if Sandoval gets 15 wins, that's a win in my book. Yeah. What do you think? I'm going to take the under as well. I don't think he'll get to 18 wins, but I think that 15 wins would be very reasonable. John, can you imagine after Otani having Sandoval with 15 wins and then Reed Detmers with maybe 16 or 17 wins? Like that that to me says we're in the playoffs. If we're not in the playoffs, something's wrong, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, Aggie Nikki on the same vein kind of said, who takes the bigger development jump, Detmers or Sandoval? Uh, I'm going to lean in the, the Detmers direction. One, yeah. because he's my boy, but two, I think what we've seen in spring training with his velocity being where it's at and all the things that he has worked on, I think he's going to be the guy that will take the bigger jump. I think Sandoval is going to have a great year, but I think again, at the end of the year, we're going to look at the stats and go, man, Detmers, he's an ace. I actually mm-hmm. went to his baseball reference page today just to see when he actually becomes a free agent mm. and it's in 2028 uh i think it was oh, 2028 man. and so we still have a whole lot of years with him yeah and so I, i'm thankful for him i think he's going to be a really big star for us who do you think john well i think sandoval is who he is not to say that he won't get better but i think he's like arriving right i think yeah. that he is slowly arriving and becoming the the strong starter that he is so as far as like room for improvement i think it's detmers i think it's detmers to who has the the amount of growth to make to turn into an ace so i what i'm saying is i think he has much more potential ahead of him and in the same way we kind of look at sandoval season and go dang that was pretty good right in in 2022 i think that's going to be the season for reed detmers in 2023 hey coming up we are going to be talking about how many wins the halos get this season you asked us in the mailbag questions Mike and I are going to give our predictions in just a minute. Locked on Angels is brought to you by the Game Time app. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. And with the Game Time app, buying tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theaters is fast and it's easy. This app offers great deals on last minute tickets and gets their best price guarantee. And so on the Game Time app, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're all set. You can see the images of where your seat will be before you buy it so that you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And you can discover the lowest price guarantee and even get event cancellation protection, which is always really helpful. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email. Grab the tickets without the stress with the GameTime app. Download the GameTime app right now. Create an account and use this code LOCKEDONMLB to get $20 off your first purchase. That's LOCKEDONMLB to get $20 off of your first purchase. Download the GameTime app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Angels your first listen today. And for your second listen, baseball fans, Lockdown baseball fans, you've got to get ready for baseball season with Lockdown MLB's ultimate six-episode season preview. 
Our local and national experts are giving in-depth analysis of every team and every division in only the way that Locked On can provide. You can find all six episodes on Locked On MLB on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Continuing with Fan Mail Friday, Johnny, here's a question. The AAA outfield looks really fun to follow. So rate the next up at each position if injuries happen at the majors, like Moniac if one of the outfielders go down. So who's the next up in your mind if there's an injury in the outfield for the Angels on the big big league club? Yeah, so coming out of spring training, it would definitely be Moniac being the first one coming up. Of course, that could change in AAA because him and Joe Adele are both down there. But I, I got to say, Mike, I think it's Moniac. I think it's Joe Adele after that. Then I think, honestly... Jordan Adams. Yeah. Up here. Looks good. <laughs> He's looking great, man. Yeah. He had a great spring. So I think that he could definitely do that. And then here's kind of a curveball. He's going to be in double A, if I recall. But Trey Cabbage, he plays the outfield. Mm. He looked good in spring. I think he's got a nice little pop to his bat. So he might be the fourth option. Hopefully, we don't have to get to that fourth option. Right. But, right. So again, I think it's Moniac, Adele, Jordan Adams, and Trey Cabbage. Hey, how about this one, Mike? A G Avila three on Instagram said Zach Neto is going to be our shortstop for the future. I think he'll be our starting shortstop next year. Thoughts? Wow, starting shortstop. That's a it's hey. a lot of hope. But after watching him this spring, I can see why you have a lot of hope in him because what I liked about him, John, just recently was did you notice that leg kick? was prominent in the first couple of innings. Yes, and then I was going to say. When, when he needed to come up clutch, he he did the Shohei turn the ankle move, and mm-hmm. he ripped one down the left field line. That, to me, shows a lot of maturity, and high five to the coaches for helping him to, to do that, which I think is an affirmation for who Perry has brought around these guys. It's the two-strike approach that yeah. changes his leg kick, which I love the fact that this young guy – who got drafted this year right. is making those kinds of adjustments against a Dodgers team who, you know, they had somebody in, in, in their starting pitcher, yeah. Ryan, uh, I'm not sure how to say it. Ryan Pepio, Pepe, Pepiot. Yeah. Yeah. Something <laughs> but, along those lines. Yeah. But he's somebody that the Dodgers are really expecting to do well. And to see Zach Neto go out there and do well against the Dodgers and and make that adjustment, I think, is so crucial and really awesome to see. So I think it's uh, I, I don't think this is out of the question for Zach Neto to be the shortstop of the future. He's going to stick at shortstop. He's not going to be one of those guys that goes to second base. Mike, he could be called up this season. Yeah. I truly believe that. I think yeah. that at some point we're going to need a guy who is a real bonafide shortstop. He's bonafide. Uh, <laughs> I think that we're going to see him up in the majors this season, maybe even starting who knows, but I think that he has a lot of hope and a lot of promise ahead. of Yeah. John, your, your favorite Twitter handle chase filth. I'm I'm letting you say it. Not me. (laughs) Thank you for that. Uh, do you believe next year our farm system ranking will be higher? The guys in the minors were looking good during spring training. What do you think? I think they can only go up from where they've been ranked. Right. Yeah. But the thing is, is I think about, Guys like Keith Law from The Athletic who assess all 30 minor leagues and they each have four or five teams, right? Think about how many players that is. Think about the amount of time and investment you have to put in to assessing these guys. I just think that the Angels get overlooked. And don't get me wrong. Yes, 
the minor leagues have not been great the last few years. But when I have to consider the fact that Perry took all those pitchers in 2021, he got some great pieces in 2022. I think they'll rank higher because Perry has drafted well. And I think that's all the difference. Billy Epler was the type of guy who would have his scouts go find athletic dudes, right? You can have guys who are athletic. They can bench press a lot. They can run fast. But do they have the baseball skills? Right. That seems to be what's missing from the guys that Billy Epler picked up. Now, I will say somebody like Jordan Adams, a a great change in his trajectory in his career and seeing how well he did. It finally seems like he's putting it together uh, for his career. And and so he's past that. uh, He's just an athletic dude to, oh, he's starting to become a pretty good ball player. I I 100% agree. I think that there is some really, really good players in the minor leagues. And I think that uh, when we had Lindsey Crosby on this show, Lindsey, to your point, Lindsey said that often these guys are kind of assuming some things and maybe Mm -hmm. not being able to see everybody. But quite honestly, whether we have a high ranking or not, there are some studs in the minor leagues. And I think that we could really have a beautiful trade package if we needed to make a trade, or we can really be excited like a Zach Neto for this season or for the future. And that's really what it comes down to. You just got to pay attention for yourself. And the the nice thing is MLB TV. If you've got it, you can watch minor league games now. So you can watch the entire angels organization. If they're, you know, being filmed and and put on, on a broadcast, but that is a bonus for MLB TV. Hey, Mike, I was having a conversation on Twitter in our DMs with Ken from Pasadena, who's a neighbor of mine. I really loved what he had to say here, and I want to get your thoughts because okay. you're a dad. And so here is uh, what Ken had to say. I've been thinking more and more that Phil Nevin's, quote, dad vibe is one of his most important assets. It started with the you've got this to Suarez last season. Then hearing in the past couple of days that he told Rendon to go home and deal with his daughter's injury, and especially that he told Ohapi to bring his phone to the office so that he could FaceTime his family when he called him in to let him know that he was going to be the opening day or on the opening day roster. I think having two sons just starting an MLB gives Nevin a unique insight on managing players, especially the young guys. What do you think about that? There's something valuable in seeing the human. And and mm. if we call it like dad vibe, I love that. Uh, where I work, I have a, 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 an assistant that helps and uh, part of our leadership team. And he says often that when, when Mike goes dad vibe in a staff meeting or in a conversation with a staffer, they always respond positively because <laughs> there's high trust and there's high respect. Because yeah. I mean, I'm not just positive on this podcast. I'm a positive guy, right? And so when I get serious, people take that serious. And Mm. I'm not going to be negative, but I am going to invite them into something better. And what I think Ken is saying here is that dad vibe invites them into something better, Mm. not because they're just being challenged to be better, but because they know that they are cared for and they are seen and that Phil really wants them to do well. And then there's Mm -hmm. something in these young guys. And he mentioned Ohapi. I've loved watching the announcements of the Pirates guy who's going to be their opening day starter. I loved watching Anthony Volpe get the announcement from his his coaching staff, from Brett Boone, uh, Aaron Boone. 
that he's going to be the on, on the roster, right? Like I loved that stuff. And I have uh, on my Twitter page, I don't, I don't tweet anything. I just like stuff. And so if you go to my Twitter page, you can actually see all the things that I've liked. Each of those videos are there. Th- that just is endearing. And I think yeah. that what Ken is saying is that Phil brings that to the angels. And I love that. And I think that that's going to be a benefit. He's not quirky. And this is no disrespect to Joe Madden, but I think Joe Madden's no, quirkiness, <laughs> Joe Madden's quirkiness can get in the way. And it was cool when he was with Tampa, and it was somewhat cool when he was with the Cubs, but it wasn't cool at all with the Angels. It just didn't work. And I think Phil Nevin works for this team. Lockdown Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. The Final Four is here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So just go to fanduel.com slash locked on today and sign up to claim your no sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to the point spread to which team will be cutting down the nets. All of this on an app that's safe and secure and super easy to use. So don't miss your chance at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you go to FanDuel today. Here's the website one more time. FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. We're getting to the last few questions for this Fan Mail Friday, and they all have to do with kind of, all right, what's next? What does the season look like? What's the future of the Halos, Mike? Here is a very important question from Bryson Blue on Instagram. He said, is it a lost cause to hope that Shohei is on the roster next season. What do you think? No, it's not. And and here's why. Because he is somebody who reminds me of Mike Trout mm-hmm. and he is somebody who is loyal and he is somebody who really loves this team. And if this team is successful this year, I can see his heart growing three sizes bigger than it already is. I can see him being really excited about this team and wanting to be on this team. And I'm not of the opinion that there hasn't been some sort of conversation with his agent about a new contract. It would be foolish if there wasn't. I think Perry Manassian has been on that. And so I don't think it's a lost cause at all. One of the things that you're going to need to do is not listen to the national media because even as they talk about the Angels and some of the national media are saying that they're going to be pretty good. John Heyman said they're going to be in the World Series. He said (laughs) they're going to be playing against the Padres. The Padres are going to win in seven games, but he thinks it's going to be an Angels-Padres World Series. But at the end of it, John, he said... And the Angels will get to the World Series, but Shohei won't re-sign with the team. So they're always dropping that bomb Mm. anytime they talk about the Angels and Shohei Otani. And I think that that kind of wears on Angel fans. So I don't think it's a lost cause at all. I think that we're going to enjoy this season. We'll get to watch him at least for this season. And I think we'll be surprised when he does re-sign with the Angels or perhaps go to free agency, as you've mentioned, like Aaron Judge, and then end up back with the Angels next season. And then... John Heyman will tweet out that Shuhei Othani has uh, signed with the Giants, right? And then that'll be the new meme, not Arson Judge. But real quick, I just want to say that right now we have better odds of re-signing Shohei Otani because we have all season to work with him on an extension. Yeah. Now, ultimately, the decision is his. But if I have to think about the odds, you have all season to work with him and figure something out. Now, if he wants to go to free agency, 
then you have the same opportunity as 29 other teams to bring him to your club. And I think the Angels have the advantage just by the fact that they have all season to work with him and nobody else can talk to him. Nobody yeah. else can interfere in that. Yeah. They can't try to tempt him to come over, those sort of things. So right now, advantage Angels, really, it comes down to the decision of Shohei Otani. Artie's going to have to open up the pocketbook. He's going to have to go over that luxury tax. Uh, but I hope that, I mean, he said he's willing to do that. We'll see if it happens. Yeah. Uh, but but as far as it being a lost cause, I don't think so. Right now we have the advantage that will dwindle as the season goes on. And if he hits free agency, well, then we have the same odds as everybody else. Yeah. But like you said, it really depends on how this season goes. And if we win, he could really want to be back here with us. Yeah. Nicholas Wayne from Twitter asked this question. So the Angels have new talent and uh, they're really great. Uh, what do you think is their projected standings by the end of the season? What do you think, John? Mike, I'm going to go with 91 and 71. Okay. I'm going to pick that because the 2014 Angels went 98 and 64. So I'm leaving room for them to not be as good as that team because that team had a veteran and David Freese. They had Albert Pujols' best year with the Angels. They had Mike Trout, who was a stud and got the MVP that season. They had Howie Kendrick and Eric Ibar, who had been with the team and were, you know, the anchors of that team. And so for me, I, I think that this team is similar in some respects because they brought in all the veterans to help. And also they're not like over the hill veterans. They're yeah. guys yeah. that are going to come in and step up like Gio Urshela and Hunter Renfro. I, I see a lot of that 2014 team and this team, but I'm going to be a little bit more reasonable and say they're not going to get 98, but I think 91 is good enough for a wild card. And I think that the angels can get a wild card. Now, if it's, 88, 89, 90. I'm fine with that too, but I, I think that their ceiling is 91 wins. And and here's what I have to consider when the Angels made it uh, to first place to the playoffs with 98 wins. That, that year they faced the Rangers. They went 14 and 5 oh, against wow. the Rangers. They went 12 and 7 against the Astros, who were not the Astros that they are now. Right. This is when yeah. they were still kind of coming back up. Uh, they went 10 and nine against a very good Oakland team. And then seven and 12, I was really surprised that Seattle hmm. got our goat that season, but the angels only have 13 games against each AOS team this season. And they have to at least go 500 yeah. in the West. They, they can't be under 500. And so I look at the stats from 2014 and I feel confident that even though people are excited about the Mariners People think that the Astros are going to steamroll still. I got to say, I, I think the Angels are going to be competitive in this division. I know we've said that before, but um, I'm believing this year. I think that yeah. this is going to change. Yeah, I'm going to say 92 wins. Here's why. Uh, when Shohei pitched when Shohei pitched last year, the Angels were on pace to win 96 games. And when he wasn't pitching, they were on pace to win 68 games. <laughs> and they've improved this pitching staff. The pitchers have improved and the offense has improved. If you look mm -hmm. at the stats for non-Shohei starts, the offense was terrible. Yeah. And when he started, it wasn't fantastic. But because they've improved this pitching staff and because they've improved this offense, I think that you're going to find games that we were up two to one and then Sandoval left and we blew it are going to be five to one. And yeah. we're going to be able to hold on to those games. We shared on this pod not too many uh, shows ago about 
the games where the Angels really blew it, and if they just like got a hit here or didn't give up a run there, they would have turned 13 games that were losses into 13 wins, mm-hmm. which would have moved them to the low 80s mark in mm-hmm. wins. And so I think this team wins 92 games, and I think that they're going to have a really great start. I mean, this team last year was 27 and 17 after 44 games. I think you'll see somewhat of a similar start from this team because they just look locked and ready to go. Hey, Jay Grillo's got our last question. This is from Instagram. Is this the year? Mm, is this the year? I want to I want to try to be logical and reasonable and thoughtful about this. And okay. I'm going to say, "Yes it is, John. It's the year." <laughs> <laughs> Mike, it has to be the year. It yeah. has to be the year because, yeah. like I keep saying, this is the last guaranteed year of Shohei Otani. Uh, Hunter Renfro is not on the team after this year. Right. Gio Rochelle is not on the team after this year. We did sign Drury for two years. We got Anderson for three years. But this team is going to look a lot different next year. Yeah. And I think that they are in the best position they have been in since 2014 to get it done. So to me, this is the year. It's got to be the year. It has to be this year. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. And because it is going to be the year, it's important for you to be here. Now make your second listen, the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast with our friends Matt and Dom. Got all the strategies for you for your baseball team in the fantasy draft and for when you're playing fantasy. You can find their podcast wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. And they're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, if you want to be part of Fan Mail Friday next week, all you got to do is get at us at Lockdown Angels on Twitter or at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to give us a call, you can do that as well. Our voicemail line is in the episode description. Hey, Mike, what do we have on deck for Monday's show? Hey, hey, we're going to recap this Oakland A's series, but specifically, we're going to look at what the new guys did. I want to take a look at what the new guys did. If we got all this depth, we got all these great hitters, let's see what they do. And of course... Let's see what Otani does all weekend long. I can't wait to talk about that. So join us on Monday on Locked on Angels. All right. We hope you have a great weekend, and we hope that you enjoy this opening series against the A's. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here on Monday, recapping the weekend series. (laughs) 